It's Monday, January 27th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. President Trump's defense team takes the mic for the second day at the Senate impeachment trial. But an unreleased book manuscript could undermine the case the president's team is trying to make. Then, why the president is taking back-to-back meetings with Israel's top two political rivals. And finally, some good and bad news about the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by H&R Block Tax Pro Go, expert tax prep without the office visit. Pursuant to the provisions of Senate Resolution 483, the counsel for the president have 22 hours and five minutes remaining to make the presentation of their case. The Senate will now hear you. That's right. The impeachment trial of President Trump is back in action. Last week, we heard the argument from House Democrats for why Trump should be convicted and removed from office on two counts, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. But now we're hearing from the other side, Trump's defense. They're saying the president didn't do anything wrong, that Trump didn't put a condition on giving Ukraine assistance, that Ukraine officials said they didn't feel any pressure, and that the funds were given to Ukraine without any announcement on investigations. These are the facts. That is what's before you. That's the argument the defense team started on Saturday. Instead of catching up on sleep, the White House's top lawyer, Pat Cipollone, spent Saturday morning knocking down the House Democrats' case. They're asking you to do something that no Senate has ever done. And they're asking you to do it with no evidence. But a new leaked unpublished manuscript is kind of throwing water on that big argument, that there's no direct evidence against Trump. Yep, we're talking about a new book written by former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Remember, Bolton stepped down from that post last September, right before all the drama came out about Ukraine. And Bolton's been pretty tight-lipped since then. Now, he's ready to spill the beans. Yesterday, Bolton's book, which is going to be published in March, leaked. The New York Times got the scoop. Apparently, Bolton claims that Trump said to him directly that hundreds of millions of dollars worth of aid should be withheld from Ukraine until the country's leaders agreed to investigate former VP Joe Biden and his son Hunter. If that sounds familiar, you're right. That's what the impeachment trial is all about. House Democrats say that Trump abused his power by withholding that aid in exchange for personal political favors. So Bolton's basically saying, yep, he did withhold aid for his own gain. Trump says Bolton's only making these claims to sell more books. But what Bolton's saying in his manuscript is pretty big. He was a top official in Trump's administration, and now he's suggesting Trump did do something wrong. Another consequence of Bolton's book? It could impact whether we get to hear from new witnesses during the trial. Because Bolton initially refused to testify during the House impeachment hearings. But he recently changed his mind and said he's willing to testify in the Senate trial. And while Republican senators had pushed back against adding witnesses last week, Bolton's book might make it harder for those senators to keep saying that they don't need to hear from him. This morning, Republican Senator Mitt Romney of Utah said he, for one, was interested in hearing from Bolton. I I can't begin to tell you how uh, John Bolton's testimony would ultimately uh, play on a final decision, but it's relevant, and therefore I'd like to hear it. So what's the skim? 
The impeachment trial against President Trump keeps heating up. It's been looking like the trial might finish up this week. That's because Trump's defense is required to wrap up their arguments by tomorrow. Then, senators will get to ask questions and vote on whether to subpoena more evidence or witnesses as early as Wednesday. And finally, there'll be a deliberation and a vote on whether or not to convict President Trump. But until we know whether the Senate will call witnesses, the trial schedule is kind of up in the air. What a way to kick off the week. Coming up with all the impeachment drama going down, Trump is keeping himself busy by trying to figure out peace in the Middle East. Casual. We'll have more on that next. It's tax season, the most wonderful time of the year. Or wait, we might be getting that confused. This year, make filing easy with help from H&R Block's Tax Pro Go. All you have to do is upload your documents, and a tax pro does the rest. They'll complete your taxes, and once you approve it, they'll file the return on your behalf. It's like having a personal assistant, minus the rest of the stuff a personal assistant does. It's better with Block. So not far from the impeachment trial going down in Capitol Hill, there was also some action going down with a big meeting in the White House. Actually, two meetings. Today, President Trump and other top officials met with Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. And remember, Trump and Netanyahu are known for having a bit of a bromance. Back in 2018, Trump even said, We have, I would say, probably the best relationships right now with Israel that we ever had. I think we're as close now as maybe ever before. But directly after meeting with Netanyahu today, Trump sat down with none other than Benny Gantz, a.k.a. Netanyahu's chief rival. Wait, what? Yeah, the guy who wants Netanyahu's job also met with Trump today. You might remember, after two failed elections last year, Israel has been in a political deadlock. Israel's president, who's more of a ceremonial figurehead, gave both Netanyahu and Gantz the chance to form a coalition government. But both failed to do that. So in just a few weeks, voters in Israel will head to the polls to elect a new prime minister. This will be the third time voters head to the polls in less than a year. Third time's the charm, right? Maybe. On top of all this, Netanyahu has been indicted in three criminal cases. So with these two meetings happening today, what's up with the White House's two-timing? Well, not really a spoiler alert. It has to do with peace in the Middle East, a deal both Israeli and Palestinian politicians have called the deal of the century. Trump unveiled his peace plan to both Netanyahu and Gantz at these meetings today. And he's basically hedging his bets. He's hoping to get both of them to sign off on his plan and pledge to make it happen immediately if they win. But peace in the Middle East is, well, complicated. And there's another piece to this peace deal, Palestinians. They would be directly impacted by this plan if it's implemented. And they're not exactly thrilled. We're still waiting on the details, but Trump's plan would reportedly allow Israel to annex segments of the Palestinian West Bank. In exchange, Palestine might one day become recognized as its own state. And in the meantime, the West Bank and Gaza would receive billions of dollars in foreign investment. But Palestinians have not been a part of these discussions. They've actually refused to meet with the Trump administration for years and were against his plan from day one, accusing the administration of a pro-Israel bias. Asked today what he thought of Palestinian objections to his peace plan, Trump took kind of a take-it-or-leave-it tone. We think we will ultimately have the support of the Palestinians, but we're going to see. And if we do, it'll be a tremendous tribute to everybody. And if we don't, life goes on. 
Trump and Netanyahu are planning to hold a joint press conference tomorrow where the plan is expected to be unveiled. So stay tuned for that. Taxes are personal. Life happens and then suddenly you've got to tell the government about it. So this year, The Skim is teaming up with H&R Block to learn about how different life updates can affect your taxes. Today, one Skim HQer who recently had a baby is here to share a thing to know. From the minute I got pregnant, everyone started giving advice about what to eat, the best sleep tips, the must-have strollers. I've heard it all. But here's the thing to know. Dependent. As in, now you have one. You have so many things to think about when the baby is born, but trust me, one of those things should be to update your W-4 and change your allowances. Because now, you have a dependent. Doing that could give you a pay bump in your next paycheck. Oh, and when you go to file, be sure to claim the child tax credit and look into getting tax breaks on childcare. Yes, they exist and you want them. Because did you hear? Babies are expensive. Oh, and you should nap when they nap. Or whatever works for you. And if you want more tax tips, head to theskim.com slash let's get personal. Finally, we've got some good and bad news about the coronavirus outbreak. Let's start with the bad. China has now confirmed 82 deaths and almost 3,000 coronavirus infections since the outbreak started in December. Those numbers are way up since last week. We've also learned that efforts by the Chinese government to quarantine the entire city of Wuhan at the epicenter of the outbreak might not be the best idea. You might remember last week, we heard from a health expert at Northeastern University named Wendy Parmet. Parmet described how mass quarantines like the one China is trying now can backfire. One well-known example of that happened in 2003, when another coronavirus called SARS broke out in China. In response to SARS, there was a lot of panicked rushing out of urban areas, and that can actually facilitate rapid spread of disease, um, as well as causing all kinds of other disruptions and dangers. Well, we may be seeing something similar here. Last week, a Chinese railway company said 300,000 people had taken trains out of Wuhan in the final hours before the quarantine went into effect. Turns out, the total number of people who left the city was way off. Yesterday, Wuhan's mayor admitted that 5 million people actually fled the city and are now somewhere else. If that's not bad enough, China's health minister has said coronavirus might be displaying signs of what's called asymptomatic spread. That means people who don't appear ill could already be infected and are spreading the virus to others. That's also kind of scary because researchers haven't been able to figure out just how infectious the strain of coronavirus is. But that new concern actually brings us to one bit of good news. Over the weekend, the World Health Organization announced that the editors of major scientific journals had agreed to let them see new coronavirus research before it's published. That's important since it normally takes medical research months to be reviewed before publication. But now, key findings could get into the hands of health officials a lot faster. So sharing information is caring. It can be fun, or in the case of coronavirus research, possibly save lives. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
If you want to add The Skim to your morning routine, sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.